You are listening to the Addiction Support Podcast, episode number 24. Hi, Oak Creek Wellness family. Welcome to Addiction Support Podcast, where I talk with inspiring people who share their knowledge and experience of addiction and what's working for them. This is addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. I'm your host, Melissa Sue Tucker. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Addiction Support Podcast. I'm really grateful for you. It's been a tough few weeks. Um, Some of you may know this, some of you may not. However, my brother, who was in jail for his heroin addiction and some of the choices around that, got out a couple weeks ago and we had an amazing conversation And then I heard from his parole officer that he had never checked in with him. So I'm asking you guys for prayers. Um, I guess my mom has heard from my brother and, you know, I don't care if he uses or not. I mean, obviously I do care. I don't want him to be using heroin or be struggling with addiction, but it's not going to, my love for him is not contingent on whether or not he uses and I got to share that with him. I hope that he listens. I just love him and I want a relationship with him and I want what's best for him. And I hope that he finds peace and a way to rise out of the struggle that he's been in. And so um, I haven't asked you guys for anything really other than (laughs) reviews and subscriptions. So I'm asking you guys to take a moment and pray for my brother and just see him finding the love for himself that is possible. With that, um, it's been a tough few weeks. I've really questioned whether or not I want to keep this podcast going and what, um, you know, what benefit it's doing. And at this point, I'm, you know, I I made a commitment. It's something I want to do. I've learned so much and I've been able to connect with so many amazing people. So I want to keep that going. And I guess I'm sharing this with you, um, not so that you'll give up on me, but so that you know that I don't think I'm perfect. I don't think I have all the answers. And like you, (laughs) um, I'm just going through a bit of a tough time right now. And I'm going to go ahead and keep taking the steps that I need to take to get through today and another day and uh, take care of myself and do what I need to do and be there for my brother if and when he wants to come around and be a part of um, you know, my life on a deeper level. So with that being said, um, let's see, two more things. I know that I've mentioned it before, but if I if you haven't heard or know yet, I also have a daily meditation podcast. It's 60 seconds of solitude and it's a one minute meditation. So it's super quick and easy. And I'm having so much fun and growth with that podcast. It's been really rewarding. So um, if you get a chance, I'll put the the link in the show notes, but you can go to 60 seconds of solitude dot com or you can search for that on iTunes. And then also follow me on Instagram. You can follow me, just do an Instagram at 60 Seconds of Solitude. I'm having a, 
like I said, just so much fun growing that audience and interacting with everyone. So if you're already on there, it's, it's, I'm having a blast interacting with you. And if not come out, like leave some comments on the pictures, let me know, uh, what your thoughts are because I'm very inspired by other people's intuitive shares. It, um, expands my mind and I just, I love that. I'm also on Instagram at addiction support podcast. If you're following me there, you know, I'm not, um, active daily. However, I am active there, but I'm daily active on 60 seconds. So I have some fun things that I'm creating, um, for that podcast. And I just wanted to share because honestly, I would be remiss if I didn't. And, um, with that, I want to just give you a little highlights reel of this week's podcast. So I'm, you know what, everywhere I go, when people ask me what I do and I tell them about the podcast, I start with this one. Um, this is the one that I really feel like I'm putting so much of myself into. And everybody that I've shared addiction support podcast with has shared with me how addictions impacted them, either in their own way or through somebody that they love. And these stories are really empowering. It's how we connect with each other. It's how we know we're not alone. And so I'm really grateful for um, my mastermind partner, Laura. She shares her story of her mother and her relationship with her and how she chose at 15 to stop talking to her because she realized it wasn't a healthy relationship with her. Um, And she's just she's just a sunshine. (laughs) She's a ray of sunshine in my life and I appreciate her. So this is a relatively short one. I hope you enjoy and find some inspiration in it and then connect with Laura. You can go back to the show notes to find out how to do that. Encouraging, inspirational, and life-changing content that makes a difference. Created specifically for you by oakcreekwellness.com. Laura, I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing your story. Laura, actually, you're kind of my business best friend right now, to be honest with you. I met Laura online through a Facebook group, and we've become mastermind buddies and accountability partners. And when I started sharing with Laura what I was doing, she was like, oh, I have a story. And, you know, if you're open, I would love to share it on your podcast, which, of course, you know, I'm so grateful for anybody that wants to share their story. So, Laura, I'm really excited to hear what you have to share with us today. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast. My pleasure. I think what you're doing is amazing for everybody, from people who have addictions or trying to overcome them, and then the family and friends that are in their lives and trying to support them, too. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still, you know, we'll get into this later probably, but I had a situation where my brother was, uh, he got out of jail earlier this week, or actually last week, mm-hmm. and I heard from him on Tuesday night. We had a really amazing conversation, and um, later on in the week, got a call from his parole officer and so did my mom and my brother never checked in with him and he never checked into the halfway house and I haven't been able to find him since so sometimes oh my goodness yeah sometimes I don't know if what I'm doing really matters or not so I'm just gonna keep one step in front of the other and I'm really gonna be in the moment with you over the next hour or however long we talk and I'm I'm excited to hear your story because I could use a little inspiration right now (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry to hear that. But yeah. um I guess oh, and it was like what do you say 
in response to that kind of situation other than just keep moving forward and things will work out how they need to, whether or not that's something that we wanted to be or didn't. Yeah. And I'm not the only one in this space. So that's why, you know, it's important to me to keep doing these podcasts because I know I'm not the only one. And I know that if I can give inspiration to others, I'll give inspiration to myself. So on that note, would you like share with us how addictions impacted your life? Sure. So when that question's asked, the first thing I think of is my mom. So my mom is addicted to alcohol, um, has been, I think pretty much my whole life. Um, and before that, but, uh, so I guess I really started noticing it when I was fairly young. So maybe seven, eight, I don't know, however old you are when you can actually really start piecing things together and seeing. And I guess, you know, I really have to say as a caveat, I am super lucky. There was no abuse. There was nothing horribly dramatic. So I don't have any really harrowing stories to share. Mine was just a story of a mom who was a functional alcoholic. She held down a job. She went to work every day. She never was fired because of it or anything like that. Um, But she just was not intentionally, I think, I don't think she had a necessarily mean spirit, but she was a little neglectful. Um, You know, there were a lot of times when she was like too tired to go and do this, or she was, um, she would pick going out and drinking with her friends over promises she had made to my brother and me. Mm. So just little things that did add up to make my brother and me, but me a little bit more because I'm older, just really feel like she doesn't have our number one. She's like, our interest is not her number one priority because of her addiction. Yeah. And it just kind of really wore on our relationship, on the family dynamic and things like that. Do you have an example of a time where maybe she had promised you she would be somewhere and then didn't happen? Yeah, you know, first, a couple come to mind. Um, She was habitually late to things, and it wasn't only because she had been drinking at that moment, but it was sort of just a pattern. And I think that when someone has a real longstanding addiction to anything, I think it starts to impair their judgment, even when they're not drinking or taking the drugs. Um, So there are many times when I would stand, you know, I I played basketball in high school, And uh, the whole team would be picked up by their parents and be gone. And I would be the only one standing there waiting, Mm. um, you know, in a faraway place, (laughs) no way to get in touch with anyone. Because back then, you know, we didn't have cell phones and things. So things like that where I would just be waiting and she was supposed to come at a certain time and didn't. I remember another time being at home and she had promised that we were going to go out and have like a girl's night or, you know, just like some special time together. And she ended up staying out with her friends instead and drinking and never came. And then, like, I didn't see her till like, way later at night or maybe I had gone to bed and didn't see her till the next day. So just little things like that where I would just be let down quite a lot. And um, and I, I'm someone who 
has really, really high standards for things. And, and on the flip side, I can also say that my dad is absolutely the opposite and amazing. So he was always there for us. Like, even if he was beyond busy, if we had a problem, he would stop everything, everything suspended in time and space so that he could sit down and talk with us and work things out and, and really listen to us. And so I, I saw that as an example compared to my mom's side, who was affected by the alcoholism and just kind of really letting us down and just kind of saw that juxtaposition and, and maybe was even more disappointed in her because I saw such a great example in, in other ways. Mm. In my experience of you, you've become a lot less a lot like your dad probably because <laughs> yeah. you're just on it and those things are important to you so did you ever have a conversation with your mom or do you ever remember oh, yeah. a boiling point or anything like that yeah tons and tons and tons of conversations um because I definitely wasn't a quiet uh person <laughs> so if I had if I had feelings I definitely expressed them my brother is a bit more opposite so he kind of held stuff in and he was a bit more of a peacemaker type, so he didn't want anyone mad or upset. So he would, he kind of would just internalize things or say, no, it's okay. It doesn't bother me. And I was the opposite. I was like, no, this bothers me. Let's talk about it. So um, lots and lots and lots of conversations with her. And um, I, well, I guess another story that's just coming to mind that kind of helps fit some of the pieces together of, I, I actually haven't had a relationship with her since I was 15. So I, I cut off all ties with her at 15 and I'm now 35 almost in June. So that'll be 20 years. Wow. Um, so another story to kind of add to the flavor of the picture here is I remember at 10 years old, uh, I was very, very close to her. I love spending time with her more than anything else. And I remember at 10, she told me that she had an affair um, on my dad. So not really something you should be telling a 10 year old or maybe your no. child at all. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that helps kind of paint the picture of her judgment choices. Um, and so I felt really betrayed myself, even though obviously I'm not my dad, but it just sort of was like a real hit to everything I believed in and kind of really made a big hit on the trust factor of people in general, because you put so much faith and trust in your parents and you just see them as like godlike heroes and then when that kind of thing is said it really crumbles some of that foundation so I, I think she told me that around 10 and around 12 13 that's when our relationship started to really fall apart and my dad and she finally got divorced they had separated a couple of times but they finally decided to um, make it official. And I think, let's see, I was 12 when they officially got divorced and my parents sat us down, my brother and me and said, okay, well, we're getting divorced. It is for real this time. And we want to give you guys the option of who you want to stay in the house and be kind of like the primary caretaker. And at that time, my brother and I still were really close to my mom. Everything hadn't really kind of fallen apart, but I said, my dad needs to stay. I want my dad to be the number one caretaker. And I could just remember the shock on my mom's face. She was quite surprised. I think everyone was surprised, but I just knew that my dad was just a better, more reliable person to be there primarily. So my mom ended up moving out when they got divorced when I was 12. And um, we, my brother and I would go and visit her. And 
I think I was about 14 or 15. This is kind of coming up now to the breaking point. And I remember being dropped off at her house to visit her. And I walked in the kitchen and she was there with a male friend. And this male friend was the guy that she had had the affair with um, years ago. She, they were work colleagues and they had stayed friends. So I walk in and she's there in the kitchen with this guy that I just associate a lot of bad things with. And I say cordial hellos and immediately leave as fast as possible because I'm really uncomfortable. And I run upstairs into my room and shut the door. And she didn't come up one single time to check on me. Um, She decided to stay down there with her friend and didn't, you know, I came to visit her. She didn't come to check on me. She knew I was bothered. She knew I was upset and never came up. And I went to bed crying myself to sleep. So that's kind of another maybe example and sort of piece of the puzzle of kind of just how the relationship is degrading. And I think around that time, I just kind of thought she's not really adding more good things to my life. She's adding more stress. She's adding more disappointment. So why would I choose to keep this in my life? That's a lot for a 15 year old to decide. Yeah. How do you think, do you, I mean, does it impact you today or is it something that just is? Where are you at with all of it today? I mean, I don't think it impacts me that much. And um, very luckily, my dad did remarry to the most amazing stepmom I could ever have asked for. So very shortly thereafter, I got another female role model in my life who was extremely intelligent. She drank, but only a little bit socially. So she was, you know, my dad doesn't drink at all, by the way. So my dad is zero. My mom is too much. And then my stepmom was that person in between who was like, yes, I can have a glass of wine or two, but I'm not going to get, you know, crazy and um, inappropriate. So I feel like she, my stepmom really filled a great void that maybe would have been missing otherwise. Mm -hmm. And like I said, my dad is pretty much the most amazing dad you could ask for. So I feel like with those two together, I really haven't felt much of a, of a loss. Um, I think that's really important for people to hear because I mean, I put myself in this camp, right? A lot of us deal with codependency on a really major level, right? We have to Mm -hmm. fix this person. We have to stick with it. We have to Mm -hmm. feel all these terrible things. And really it's a choice. We can look at it and say, is this serving me or not? And detach with love. Like we don't have to hate them. It doesn't, I'm not hearing you that you hate your mother. I just hear that like you made a choice that was beneficial for you. And I think that's really empowering for people to hear that that's yeah. possible. Yeah, for sure. And I think in the beginning, there was a bit more of that airing on the hate side. I don't think I'd ever say hate 100%, but in the very like heated hurt side. But over time, like I really and you know, as I became an adult myself, I mean, I didn't even I didn't drink alcohol till I was almost 22. Because I just thought, you know what, I want to show I want to prove that you don't have to drink to have fun. Mm hmm. Um, and I didn't like what I saw her become when she drank. And I also didn't like what I saw my 
high school and college friends at the time become when they would drink a lot, you know, be puking everywhere and just like, you know, go crazy. And so I just completely shut it off and was like, I'm never going to, to fall down that path. And I did start drinking when I was 22 and I still do drink today, but it's very small. It's just like, it's completely in control. And I know, I, I don't know if there's an addicted gene or, you know, a certain threshold that some people have a little higher threshold to getting addiction versus other people. I know there's a lot of science and research going into it. Um, and I am, I'm not at all afraid of, of addiction. I just don't have that personality or those genes or whatever that combination is. So I think that's really great. <laughs> but um, now I'm losing my train of thought of where I was going with this. What no, did you you're ask good. <laughs> you're, you're good. What, um, what advice do you have? Let's say that there's a 15 year old yeah. or a 13 year old that's listening, and maybe they're in some type of similar shoes. What advice do you have for them? Well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is the same advice I would give anyone at any time. And that is along the lines of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm. If you want to do better in business, like you and I both do, you have to be surrounded by other people who are pushing you, motivating you and are role models for what you want to become, which is what is so great about our mastermind and our relationship. And I think that's the same, even if it includes family members. So if you're constantly spending time with people in your family or really close friends that you have a long history with, but they're a bad influence, they're bringing things down or they're hurting you, that's impacting every bit of who you are and who you're becoming as well whether it's making you a little bit more jaded or untrusting of others, or if it's distracting you from being able to achieve the great things you want to achieve, no matter where you are, no matter your age or um, what you're trying to work on, who you spend the most time with has a major impact on you. So keep that in mind and decide if you you know, how much you want to let that person into your life. That makes sense. I think I'm just going to jump in too, um, because we just got done spending Passover with a wonderful family. And so the, I guess, matriarch of the family, she's somebody that Jason always looked at as a mother. Like he had a mom and she Mm -hmm. wasn't what he wanted her to be, you know, for him. So he found a friend's mom that he could really embrace and love. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say that too, basically with your stepmom was right. here's somebody that could fill this role and give you what you need. So yeah, definitely mm-hmm. the five people you hang out with. And if there's something that you need, you're probably not going to get it from the person you really want it from. So go find it from somebody else. Right. You know, there's right. people out there that will love you and, and fill that void. Yeah. And to add to that too, I feel like to a certain degree, there are a lot of, social so or socially prescribed rules and stipulations I'm not coming out with the right words but there's a little bit of a taboo with someone who chooses not to um, have other family members close in their life so I've had for example when I talk to people more in the beginning when I was younger than now but who would say oh you don't talk to your mom oh my god 
Mm. I can't even imagine that. That's so weird or that's so bad or, well, she's your mom. You have to forgive her. You have to, you know, there's a lot of that like sort of social rules that are telling you what you should and are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I really disagree with that. And I really would encourage you to decide for yourself rather than what other people are telling you. Because the people's advice, they do really mean well, but they're talking for what's best for them. And that's not necessarily what's best for you. Right. That's good advice. That's solid advice. So I know that you're phenomenally successful. You have multiple companies. You're doing a lot of stuff online. Let's talk for a minute about that. And if anybody is listening and they've connected with you, you know, maybe they want to work with you. How would they go about doing that? Sure. Well, I, let's see, I'll get a little (laughs) (laughs) because I'm kind of like a Jill of all trades. I do a lot of different stuff, but, um, I became a teacher and, taught for five years. I taught math and psychology. Ironically, I think I did go study psychology a little bit to help kind of figure out my mom and and things like that. Um, And myself, just how I reacted to things. I've always loved psychology. So I taught math and psychology for about five years. And then I stopped to start a tutoring company. So I have a tutoring company. It's called Student Tutor. And it helps kids K through 12th grade, primarily the junior high and high school level, helping with increasing grades and test scores so that kids can get scholarships for college and get into the schools of their choice. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to student-tutor.com. And then more recently, I started two other projects. One is called Pod Tent Marketing, and it helps companies start their own podcasts and put it at the forefront of their content marketing strategies. So I'm really all about business and driving traffic and then converting that traffic um, for business success. And that company specifically focuses on putting a podcast at the forefront of that strategy. And then (laughs) the third thing I will mention (laughs) is copy that pops. And so I just started my own podcast and that went live earlier this week. And that podcast and its corresponding website is all about improving your writing, applying psychology to understanding how to construct landing pages or email campaigns and different digital copy, digital materials so that people who come and do find you will convert and become subscribers to your email list or buyers of your products and services. Congratulations on the podcast going live earlier this week. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Part of what I want to do is just really like reducing the stigma. And the reality is I think sometimes especially in America, you're in Germany, we didn't even talk about that. But (laughs) a lot of times in America, we think, oh, you know, addicts are the people that are living under the bridge that I don't make eye contact with, Mm -hmm. so I don't have to give them money. And the reality is, like, it's everywhere. And the more we talk about, hey, it's everywhere, and we can still be successful, and we can still either the addict themselves can go into recovery, or people around them, like, we don't have to hold ourselves back. I think that's so valuable. So, Congratulations on your podcast and everything else that you have going on. Thank you so much. (laughs) We'll put um, the links in the show notes too, in case somebody's driving and they want to come back and find you earlier. So what, um, you know, if anybody has any questions either on this or on any of the things that you're doing, how, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you Hmm. or connect with you? 
I would say you could find me on Twitter at LSP underscore S. So those are my initials, sort of. (laughs) So LSP underscore S at Twitter. Um, You can also find me on Facebook. And I think that's facebook.com forward slash L-A-U-R-A-P as in Peterson and then 23 as in Michael Jordan. (laughs) Nice. Is that what you added after? Well, so that has been like um, sort of my username ever since I was 16 because I was just obsessed with Michael Jordan. I love basketball. (laughs) And so it's funny because people will sometimes say, oh, have you had that since you were 23 years old? And I was like, no, I named it, you know, for Michael Jordan. So I just never changed it. (laughs) That's awesome. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. All right, before I let you go, is there anything else that comes to mind? Any last tips or advice or anything that you have for anybody? I guess just you have one life and it goes by so fast. So really sit down and maybe write out, think through, and it doesn't have to be really fast, but just spend some time really thinking what you want to become And then start realizing that you need, in order to get there, surround yourself with people who are also on that path or are already there. Because we we humans are so social and we learn by observation and by modeling and by collaborating. So really just think beyond the hurt and stress and pain right now and think where you want to go and start putting things in place in order to get there. And if that means removing some obstacles and and maybe spending less time with uh, people that aren't in line with that, then that's what you need to do. Solid advice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right, guys, once again, come on back to the show notes and you can find out how to connect with Laura, how to find me on Instagram and 60 Seconds of Solitude. And as always, I love you. I see you surrounded with light and love, and I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Addiction Support Podcast, addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. www.addictionsupportpodcast.com.